Welcome, welcome, welcome once again. Thank you for listening to the Spartan Dogs podcast. I am your host, West Coast Well, joined by my guys, Devin Armstrong and my guy, Jordan Manigo. What's good, you guys? Hey, another day in paradise. Yes, sir. Hopefully ready for football season. Oh, yeah. definitely ready. Definitely ready for football mm. season. Cannot wait. It's coming up. Yes, it is. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna get this podcast started off right. We're gonna we're gonna talk about what's relevant right now, and uh, we're gonna talk about Izzo, Tom Izzo, and what he's doing right now uh, with the Spartan basketball program, as far as the recruits that he has, and what's going to uh, what's going to transpire this season for basketball. I want to get you guys thoughts on that first. Definitely. Well, for me, so you so for this year, I think it's gonna be a hard year. I think everyone knows that. I think, though, my what I want to look for this year is is those coaching to really come out because we have a younger team. I'm, everything we already know about the team, where there's a lot of gaps. So mm-hmm. I think this is the year where Izzo kind of has to, like, really, really, really show his coaching ability and make some changes and let the players kind of play because it's a bridge year. So I feel like if anything goes bad this year towards too bad, we might lose one guy, one of those guys next year, which I'm worried about. But just, I don't know. We just got to maintain and bridge to the next year. That's really all I want us to do is just maintain and get to the next year. Okay. Um, you know, Tom Izzo, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a long time since he's won a national championship. We all know that. It's been mm-hmm. a very, very, very long time. However, over the course, over the course of those times, he's been, to the, uh, he's been to the national championship game again. He's also been to the Final Four quite a few times. We've been to the Sweet 16 almost. I'd say the majority of the years throughout his career, we haven't really, he's kept Michigan state pretty much at the top. Um, yeah. This is probably going to be one of his harder years, but you know what? I'm, I'm willing to kind of forgive it and kind of let it and kind of let it slide because of the success he's had. And because most of my focus is a lot more towards the, uh, the football team mm-hmm. right now. Oh, yeah. I feel like the football team is in a, not a, not a heavier rebuild, but their, their trajectory is going up. No. And I want to make I want to make sure that that keeps going that way. I just have a question for you, Devin, real quick. Sorry, bro. I know you're about to actually, bro. My bad. You can do your thing. You, what, what, what's your thing about Izzo this year? I'm I'm sorry. Oh no, you good? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna ask Devin about the Izzo about like because I think for Spartan fans, it's a for me, it's kind of an issue with Spartan fans. I think it takes away from Izzo. I I think he's done well over a accumulated amount of time, but I think recently he has been a problem ish and. I think this year, I don't know. Like, and I think Izzo, you're right though, and I agree with you about Mel Tucker and football. It, it's a distraction, but I think like I don't want Izzo to have that benefit in his corner anymore. Like, I need I need him to coach this year. Like, I need him to stop the pass, pass, shoot, waste 13 seconds on the shot clock. I need him to change the strategy. Like, I don't want us to waste mm. another recruiting class. That's another fear of mine. So, mm. yeah, I mean, I agree. Izzo hasn't always um, hmm. Izzo hasn't always uh, used his talent the correct way. Mm. Uh, he hasn't. Oh, yeah. been, he has not always done that in the uh, the most correct way possible. Um, he is very traditional in the sense of how he likes to play the game, with the uh, with the pass, pass, shoot. Um, it, it, but yeah, you know, we got we got to see him coach. We got to see him come. We got to see him really take over. Because, like you said earlier, it's a younger team. It's definitely a younger team. They're going to need a whole lot more coaching. You got to be able to. Uh, you got to fill these young men's uh, egos, so to speak. 
you gotta you gotta be able to coach them up and keep them you know you want to be on their ass if they're messing up but you know at the same time you want to build upon them you want to build upon them make them feel like they're getting better like they have they do have the talent to be at this level right oh so i wanted to ask you guys um because that's what's been uh, the topic that's been going on in uh, MSU Twitter world. It's basically, is, is Izzo washed or not? And for me, um, as far as recruiting-wise goes, we've been, we've been hitting. Now, we've been hitting on a few recruits, from Jeremy Fears to Xavier, Xavier Booker. Lately, um, we have been, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Garrick Norman. And uh, so far on August 9th, uh, which is coming up on Tuesday, um, Cohen Carr uh, is supposed to commit to us. We, he's been crystal ball by a few few of our guys. Um, so right now, I wanted to I wanted to just make this statement that uh, Izzo is benefiting in recruiting because Coach K, Coach Mike Szczeski, is not at Duke anymore. Correct. He is majorly benefiting from that because I believe Xavier yeah. Booker would have went to Duke if Coach K was still been at Duke. That's a great point. That's a great So point. I believe that he is he is taking full advantage of uh Coach K not being available. Uh how many Duke coaches are there right now that are D one that are twenty plus years like Izzo? Fuck. So uh, probably, left? probably Kansas coach. Yeah. Bill Self, yeah. And yeah. Bill Nova's coach just quit too just retired. Oh, I don't want to say like retired. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, there might be about maybe two or three, and I could be wrong. Yeah, that's about it. So I mean, as far as this, I do think that Izzo is definitely trying to go get his second ring, and uh, I believe that will happen. the 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 pressure will be on him next year. This season is going to be a struggle. I know we're about to uh, get our asses handed to uh, on that um, what is that that ship, the ship game. Yeah, that's gonna be bad. Yeah, we're gonna get our ass that's gonna be to us. We have no, we exactly basically. Yeah, like so? hell yeah, we have no, we have zero shot at that game. And mm-hmm. Izzo knows it. He he schedules this this shit just like that for a reason. You know, he likes to see us get our you know asses handed to at the beginning of the season. And hopefully, in his mind, it'll help us mm-hmm. towards the end to be better uh, when it's uh, tournament time. But. Hell, I think we're gonna struggle to even make the tournament. This is how I, I think agree. the season is going to be. I agree. Um, so, um, you know, that's just how I feel about Izzo at this point. And I believe that uh, with us not having enough post presence this season, I believe Izzo's going to have to. I know he won't do it, but he has to try to go zone. I believe zone is going to help us in so many ways because we don't have a lot of depth. But he will never do it. So and that's why I say we're just gonna get our, you know, we're gonna get our butts handed to us a lot of times. So and my question for you guys is this like, okay, so the consequence this year, there is no consequence. But like a lot of right. times when you have a lot of talent, my question for you guys is so what if next year, well not next year, but the year after that with our good class, Jeremy Fears, that class, they yeah. come in and what if they don't what if Izzo doesn't succeed then? Don't you do you think the punishment's gonna be harsher for him than it is now? Like I feel like part part of me. I mean, I'm not I'm not scared to get talent, but I've seen Izzo blow talent before. I mean, Denzel Valentine, Bryn Forbes, damn near a whole NBA team twice, blew it. Didn't even get to this to this Final Four once with elite teams. That's my concern. That's my realistic, honest, authentic concern is that I feel that Izzo does worse with talented players. Yeah, I can I can definitely attest to that because um, 
the team with I was talking about this with one of my uh, former coworkers who's a uh, avid Spartans fan, big Spartans fan. Um, he is uh, he's mainly more basketball than football. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, the team with uh, that had Miles Bridges and Jared Jackson Jr. on it. Exactly. Yeah, uh, we, we know how talented individually both those two people are. Mm-hmm. But on being on that team, they just couldn't click. And it's like the next year, you know, both of them left and all of a sudden we're in the final four. So ah, it yep. makes it makes me it makes me wonder like did, is that team just not good together? Were they just not like could they just not mesh well or was it is those coaching? I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't really it's know. Combination, it's a combination. Yeah, it was. He I just don't he, like how he benched Jaren, but we don't. Yeah, what were you saying, Ralph? <laughs> no, nah, you just gotta. I think that players, you know how players hate when is Izzo gets to yelling at him mm-hmm. about like small ass mistakes, and he would just go crazy on the sideline. Yeah. You know what I seen with Cassius Winston? A lot of those guys back when when the um twenty twenty we we were supposed to have a championship that year. That was our real year, the uh, uh the COVID year when they canceled the shit right when the tournament was beginning, they canceled it, they shut it down. It was like, nope, we can't do it anymore. That was supposed to be our year to win, at least go to the final four. Yeah, but what definitely I, could have made some noise for sure. What, what I seen is that when people ignore Izzo, when when you know he's going to yell at you, you already know his style of coaching. You just have to fucking ignore it. Like, do not do not give a shit what Izzo says. Don't don't worry about none of that. Let him yell. Let him have a fucking aneurysm on the sidelines. I don't give a fuck. Just continue to play your game. If you're a shooter, shoot. Period. Like that's how, in my opinion, that's how you you know move forward from whatever Izzo is blocking you because. That's been my concern is that Izzo holds players back because he doesn't let them loose enough. But when he does, they start to win. But then all of a sudden they get into their own heads about how Izzo is yelling at them to pass the ball or do this, do that. And it throws them off. And that's mm-hmm. how that's how we've been losing. So I'm just like, you know what? Just play your fucking game. You know why the hell you were brought here to do. You know what you was, you know, you know what you're capable of. Just do it. That Gabe Brown is my biggest, my <laughs> He gives me my biggest, my biggest heart attack, my biggest uh, migraine is that Gabe Brown had all the talent in the world. He is the prototypical size, everything. And he was half, he was a shell of himself when he was on the court. I was just like, because I could see him in his workouts and I'm just like, oh, he can do all of this. He can dribble. He can do all of this. But when he gets in the game, it's just, he's just shitting bricks. And I'm just like, bro, why you, what you so nervous for? What you, what's going on? Like, man, fuck Izzo. Get the ball. Go to the hole, dunk on three people, and go back and play some defense. Like, so I'm saying, don't I worry about the three, rest. man. He got like the he got the KD form when he's shooting that three. He does, but he doesn't. Let, and when he misses it, it's just like it gets into his head, mm-hmm, and it's, it you does. just have to get over it. But you know, that's that's just my take on Izzo and this and this you know whole style. But hopefully, we can win something with these recruits. You know, I'm liking what I'm liking what we're getting so far. But uh, yeah. we'll see how it trans you know translates to the floor. You know. Definitely. I mean, with all the other coaches, like you guys saying, not too many coaches left from uh, the time that Izzo started. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to take advantage of these less experienced coaches and they're less experienced at D1 level recruiting and whatnot. You got to take advantage of this and this has got to be your time. Yeah, I think that uh, that's exactly what he has to do. I think he will. I mean, I'm, I'm praying that he gets a second ring so he can go ahead and retire and then we can get another great coach in here. Mm-hmm. So that's all the way, though. Right. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he ends out strong. Like that's the best. Obviously, y'all want him to end off right. 
Absolutely. I know he does. I just yep. think he does. Same here, man. Same here. So what's going on with the football? What's going on with football? Hmm. So for football, I mean, really, I mean, we talked about a lot of it the last few shows. So football, mm-hmm. I mean, what I, I should think for this for this topic, I would say, what is you guys's most like the game you're looking forward to the most right now? Like I would I would say, and obviously Michigan's update, so we can just delete that one. But besides Michigan, what, who would you like right. to be exciting opponent right now for Michigan State football or someone that you're worried about a little bit more than the others besides Ohio State? But, you know, anything along that, like who, who, do you, who are you guys looking forward to slash worried about playing next season or this year, I should say? Yeah. Go ahead, Devin. Um, uh, probably the same as last year um, in a sense, uh, that week three game at Washington. I don't know how good mm-hmm. Washington is going to be, but, you know, we kind of had a similar style game against Miami. Um, that's kind of, I feel like, a pinnacle point again for our season until uh, Michigan State can prove that that game, that type of game is no longer like something for them to be concerned about. Right. I feel like that's kind of a swing game for the season because I think about it. If we lose that game against Miami last year, I don't think we have as decent of a season as we do. Nope. We do not. I think if we lose to Miami, we probably end up losing at least two more games. Yeah. I think we lose at least, or like two more than what we did. I feel like, you know, we probably end up finishing like eight and four or something or nine and four or something like that at the end of the year after a bowl game win or something. I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, that was a big, massive confidence booster for them. I think at Washington, I think that game's supposed to be a night game too. Yeah, 7.30. At uh, Washington, um, late into the evening, it's going to be a tester. And then uh, a couple weeks later down the road, um, home game I'm looking forward to is uh, the Wisconsin game. Mm. don't know how good Wisconsin is going to be this year, but. They're, I, big uh, on Mer- they're big on Mertz or Graham Hertz, whatever. Mertz mm-hmm. or whatever. But I'm definitely looking forward to that game. Hopefully I'll be able to actually attend that game. Oh, right, that. That game is at Wisconsin? No, no, no. It's at uh, East Lansing. It's at East Lansing. And Wisconsin, okay. Yeah, Wisconsin's my team I was going to pick for sure. Like, I, I'm right with you with Wisconsin because um, they're a team that I don't know if you guys remember Wisconsin in, like, recent years with Michigan State, but do you guys remember how they're always kind of our season backbreaker? Like, kind of like how Devin said, our week three could be our backbreaker. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's kind of our big ten backbreaker. Like, I remember the year with Tyler O'Connor when, like, you know, he played okay. Not No, he didn't, but, I mean – <laughs> in the first three weeks of the year, and then we got to Wisconsin and we got absolutely mollywhopped. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah. I forget what other year we ended up bumping into Wisconsin, and they just kind of like slapped us around really well. And it was like, damn. Oh, like, I think that was three years ago. Yeah. yeah. To where it was just like, damn, like they and they and our year was not the same after that. Like, so I'm just I hope Wisconsin, and they're going to be healthy. That we were playing them early. I'm pretty sure that's kind of my fear. Is like a, a healthy, focused Wisconsin early in the year, you know. They come in hard, and they have a really good offensive line. So that's my big fear game where I'm like, we, if we win that one, I'll be so excited for the year. But if we lose, man, I hate Wisconsin. <laughs> but the only thing after that, though, is the, the fact that that game is after the Ohio State game. Right, and that's, that's what, that, was, too, yeah. that was the thing that I was going to say. Uh, my game is the Ohio State game. But I know that that's like the, the next three games. So basically it goes Ohio State, Wisconsin, and then Michigan. Mm-hmm. That is what I had to call a hell of a month. Oh yeah, that's, uh-huh. a, that's a that's a tough three weeks right there. Because elimination month. Because if we end up losing to Ohio, let's say we even win against Ohio State, you know how we are with the letdown games. 
So it's just if we beat Ohio State, I don't think that we're going to be up for Wisconsin. Therefore, we can lose that game. That's why the Wisconsin game. Actually, it's both games. Ohio State and Wisconsin are both the biggest games, in my opinion, because of just how enormous it is. It's either we're going to win both of those games or we're going to lose one of them. Ohio State. I see. We're not. I don't think we're being Ohio State just because it's not because of us. It's because Ryan Day. I don't know if you've heard him talk at all. He's not mm-hmm. playing no games, bro. Like Ryan Day. Kudos to Buckeye fans out there. Like Ryan Day ain't playing. But my okay. thing with that Buckeye game though is, what if we lose close? Like, what if we like play them so tight where it's like Michigan State's more excited because damn, we almost beat Ohio State to where they we take it into Wisconsin. Like we know how good we are. We took Ohio State to the sweatshop. We took them to the fourth quarter. One minute left in the drive. We just got sacked from behind, and we fumbled the ball, and they got the ball back. You that's know, what the, that, that's what they the want. scenario happens just like that, bro, I'm going to be very upset. Right. And so we go into that, uh, losing to Ohio State like that. Like, you know, Peyton Thorne drops back, gets blindsided from behind. We fumble the ball. Our drive's over. That's how the game ends. It's a it's a three-point loss or a seven-point loss. We yeah. go into Wisconsin, losing a tight game with Ohio State. Maybe we come in hot. I think, like you said, Rel, winning that Buckeye game, if we do, would be terrible. We'd get slapped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You think so? I do because yeah. we just have a because it was uh, such a because it's such a high when we beat Ohio State. You know, we beat. They're gonna be a top ten team. Maybe, maybe with uh, D'Antonio, but I don't know. I feel like maybe, things are yeah. a little different with Mel. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I mean, a little different. Who's who is better? Do you think Purdue is better or Wisconsin is better? I think Wisconsin's better this year, but some people think Purdue is. But I don't. Well, Purdue lost their wide receiver, so I have no clue of how they're going to be that good. But uh, I'm just trying to say, like, we lost to Purdue last year (laughs) after beating after beating Michigan. So we just have a. I mean, Mel Tucker has to. That's what he has to overcome is the letdown games or the uh, what do they call those type of games? The, uh, the trap games. Yes, there you go. The trap game. Everybody picked Purdue to win that game too because of exactly what you said. They were like, they just beat Michigan. Like, they're losing this game. Like, it was almost like across the board, like 90, 99% Purdue was going to win that game just because of a trap game. Not because they were better, but just like, bro, Michigan State just beat Michigan. Like, Well, I mean, yeah. it's also the fact that we freaking let every quarterback in the Big Ten throw for 350 yards against that, us. That too. So, I mean, if the secondary is actually like – top tier this year at least somewhat decent then you know what like maybe yeah i think maybe we'll be able to avoid trap games like that and maybe wisconsin's qb because like i i, I forget his, it's either mertz or hurts graham it's graham mertz i think and they're okay. on him but i don't think he's that good like last year he kind of struggled so if we can get wisconsin like a no identity wisconsin we'll have a good chance to win but if they have a good running back a decent quarterback, you know, a Wisconsin football team, a C plus quarterback and an A plus running back and C plus wide receivers and a great defense. If we play that Wisconsin, I'll be scared. But if we play like the D Wisconsin where they have, they, they have a terrible quarterback. They're using like three different running backs. They don't have a guy at receiver. I would love that game. I'm just mm-hmm. more so watching Wisconsin to see what kind of Badgers we get. Cause if we get to the Badgers, I'm worried. Yeah. I think that's, that's where I'm at too. So I'm going to be watching Wisconsin too. Uh, this season to see, you know, what their strong suit is and what they're weak at. That's 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 going to determine whether we win or, win or lose the game. Um, but yeah, I'm with when you were talking about the Ohio State game and say if we lose close, that's that's actually a dream scenario for MSU fans because we just don't want we just want to see if we can compete against you guys. You know what I'm saying? Because you know we want to see if if our recruiting is up to par with Ohio State's. Not the, necessarily the game plan. Obviously, the game plan is, is actually, uh, you know, very necessary. But yeah, we just want to see if we can compete with you guys. Can we keep it close? 
if we can keep it close, we can beat you. We know that now. We're just a piece or two away from actually beating you guys. And that's all we want to see. That's all I want. If we lose, I just want to lose close. I don't I don't care about that game. I kind of, you know, I really don't care about that game, to be honest with you, because... Mark D'Antonio can beat Urban Meyer twice. I think Mel Tucker can find a way to beat Ryan Day. He has to. He's making $95 million. You better I mean, find a way. Everyone else finds a way to beat Ryan Day. Like, Purdue did it once. I mean, and that's what I'm thinking about Ohio State. We could be there one game. Like, another thing, like, we don't know is weather. If we play Ohio right. State... Right, there you go. It's rainy, cold, or any kind of precipitation... Take it from someone who lives in Columbus, y'all. Ohio State is privileged. It's not a coincidence that every rainy game they lose or struggle is badly. So if we get a rainy, cold game that's not the little Buckeye guy. In East Lansing. In East Lansing when it's cold where they're not comfortable because you know they practice in domes. When it's raining outside, they go to a dome. They're like, we're going inside, guys. So they're not used to playing in that. So if we can get them in that weather, we got a chance. We got a chance. All right. Michigan. They go in a dome? They they not a dome, but they go to a little practice stadium thing. Like some, I think they they probably practice sometimes in the rain, but it's like a I don't know if it's a real thing or a joke. But people say like <laughs> Ohio State is privileged because like they they struggle in rain games all the time. Like they lost to Absolutely. Iowa in a weird type game. They lost to Purdue that year in like a night afternoon kind of an mm-hmm. ugly game. And then Michigan, we don't even really need to talk about what they Michigan did to them last year in the, in the snowy game. Yeah, no right. They just play so much, and even against Penn State. Ohio State is just a thing where they play slower in bad weather. Most of their dudes are from Cali anyway and stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas, Cali. So yeah. they're in football season around there. They're not really playing in this type of weather. Yeah, so it makes it, it kind of makes sense. And then when they're not really practicing in it, like when they're kind of like, look, we want to get your speed. We're going to go in a dome. It makes sense. So I think if we get weather, Michigan State might have a chance. Like we, we need a lot of things to go. <laughs> I like that. Like, That's a good one. Good, good point. Good point. You're right. I didn't ever think about that. But, yeah, you're right. Weather is a factor for sure. You also got to recognize that their receiving core is not going to be as good as it was last year. Or at least rather rather they're they're a bit of a question mark. Who's? Ohio State? I don't think their receiving core is going to be as good as it was. Oh, wow. Yes, they do. Trust me when I say he is. Was Jordan's son any good? Was Michael Jordan's son any good? Nah, but this is we different. Trust we me. Don't, we, don't know. we don't know is, yet. We got to see different. how he translates Marvin's to the field. Man. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a bad man. Smith and Jigba. Okay, we yes, know, he's we still know, there. We know Smith and Jigma's good. We know oh, yeah. that. We know Smith and Jigma's good. That's a true number one for sure. Without so, a doubt. I'm just saying we don't know about the other ones. So there's no more. There's no more Garrett, uh, Garrett Wilson. There's no more Chris Olave. There's not There's not three star studs that could go somewhere and be a number one right now. True. Like mm. Marvin's not established yet. True. We're, He's not established. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's not established. Like, everybody's assuming he's going to be good based upon his name and maybe some things they've seen here and there. Mm. We don't know if it's going to translate. That's fair. True. Yeah. We don't True. know if it's going to translate yet. We don't, we don't We don't. We don't. actually know how good C.J. Shroud is yet either. We got to have him. We got to have him. His receiver's not running 50 yards open down the field, like I told you guys in the last podcast. He's got to have receivers that are not running 50 yards down the field, man. Olave yeah. was a blessing. Like, he's doing that right now in the NFL right now. Like, right. He's, running, he's outrunning people for the Saints. Like, right. He's he really is. He so, really is. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's why some. That's why 98% of these Ohio State quarterbacks that we've grown up watching do not translate to the NFL very well. We're going to find out for sure. Um, Hopefully, Ryan did this. I want to get. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to know from you guys. I haven't. I don't think we've asked this question yet. But how do you guys feel about um, UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten next year? Um, they're not going to have the success that they expect to have for a while. 
and that is the credit that is accredited to um to ryan day mel tucker um even james i'll even franklin. say even yeah james franklin i'll even say iowa's coach i can't remember what his name is right now oh but gosh i forget i will mm-hmm. i'll leave a credit to him like the wisconsin coach like ucla mm-hmm. and usc obviously they're gonna have to split them up one's gonna go to the east one's gonna go to the west um whoever goes to the west i think is gonna have more success but they're gonna put you the east they're gonna put usc over there I kirk ferentz i just remembered it kirk ferentz there we go oh, so kirk whoever, okay. whoever comes to the east whoever comes to the east is gonna be in trouble for a very long time because you know what even though even though penn state is pretty much average almost every year mm. uh they're still they're still a pretty contending team and i don't see i can't see usc or ucla going into happy valley their first time in winning. Right. Unless it's four or five years from now. But I can't see it happening like right away. Like there's just no way. I don't see them winning in Ann Arbor. I don't see them winning in East Lansing. I definitely don't see them winning in the shoe. I don't see it happening. Nope. Granted, I mean, I guess Oregon did come out last year and do it, but I think Oregon has a much better team. And I think he was running that game too. I'm almost yep. about to pretty sure it was raining that game because they had no gloves on the running back. No one has wearing gloves. I'm pretty sure it was raining and they ran them off. Mm-hmm. Damn. Back to weather. <laughs> Yep, back to weather. So that'll do it. I don't think UCLA, UCA, USC is really going to have as much success as they think they're going to. I mean, it's just money. It's a money grab. It helps us in recruiting too. It helps us to get out there to the West Coast and, uh, you know, just enjoy. Especially when it's uh, (laughs) when it's freezing cold in in November out here in uh, in Michigan. Uh, It'll be lovely to get out there to the to California Mm -hmm. and play a game out there. That's for damn sure. So. It benefits us. It kind of hurts them. So I don't. I don't understand that. As long but, as we don't play a freaking West Coast night game like we did against Arizona State that one year, we're gonna have to. Yeah, oh my god, to. Arizona State. Oh my god, I, I don't want to talk about that, that series. I don't either. <laughs> god, I don't know why Devin. I don't terrible. know why you did that, bro. That was terrible memories. Oh Gotta take gosh. the good with the bad. That was pathetic. I don't. Know. Big time pathetic. Well, that was the D'Antonio era. We're in the Tucker era, so. Right. Yep. That's been uh, Tucker's been scheduling these out of uh he's been scheduled like I said Washington Miami last year and now Washington at Washington this year like I mean Tucker seems to know what he's doing. He does. And I do. I listen. I'm gonna put it put another guarantee. Oh, I can't say guarantee, but I'm just about gonna put a guarantee on on Washington. I'm not truly scared about you know what they have or what they don't have, but um I believe in us a little bit more. I believe like you said, it's another one of those. Um, you know, it's a pivotal game. games. It is a pivotal game. How about that? To, in, or to start off the season, three and zero, three and zero would be very good. You know, I believe we could almost be undefeated by the time we reach Ohio State. I think we're. Um, I think we're going to end up being in the top. I think we're in the top fifteen as far as uh, preseason rankings. And when the rankings are official, we're going to be in the top fifteen. I think All we're twelfth right. like or eleventh. Yeah, even better. We'll, well, yeah, I think we'll crack it. I don't, I, I don't, I'm really not worried about Washington. They actually have Indiana's old quarterback who was actually, yes, they do, Michael Penix Jr. So I'm really not worried. Oh, about yeah. yeah, yes, they do. They have accuracy, he doesn't have a deep ball. He's pretty bad. So, like, if that's if that's who they sought out and was like, we want you here, yeah, might not have a good quarterback room. And if you don't have a quarterback against Michigan State, don't try to run the ball on us. Like, that's no. like yeah. Ohio State. Like that's that's just we're not Ohio State, obviously, but we're like one step below where it's like that's dang that's damn near suicide for your game plan. Like, don't try to run the ball 30 times on us. Like, if you can't throw it, we're gonna beat Washington pretty easily. 
Yep, basically. And if we do, that'll give me more confidence in them beating Ohio State. If they single-handedly, like, it's not even a close game like Miami was for the most part. If they just walk in there and run them out the bill, run them out their own stadium? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'll it's going to be a confidence. runoff. I do. I think it's going to be a third-quarter runoff. Not like a first quarter. I think it'll be third quarter. We'll run them off. I think so. Yeah, I do. We have adjustments and, you know, play our, play our game. But, uh, yeah, I'm also uh, looking forward to uh, our pass rush. I'm looking forward to seeing what what Jordan, um, what BT Jordan has to, uh, you know, has to, you know, give us. You know, I'm For trying sure. to see Jeff Petrowski, you know, get at least, you know, eight sacks this season. I'm looking for Chris Bogle to get the same amount of sacks. You know, I'm I'm looking for the deep tackles and Jacob Slade and you know all those big boys just 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 wreak havoc on the opposing quarterback, and that's. That's what's going to get us over those hump, over the house Ohio State games. You know, if we can get to CJ Stroud, we can win the game. I'm gonna just I say this out loud. Being, we can win being, the game. Yeah, being honest, I mean, um, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I you disagree if you want, but I feel like Justin Fields is better than CJ Stroud. And the first time we played Justin Fields, Ooh, the man, first time we played, ju- first time we played Justin Fields, um. That was the last game I got to see in person. Um, we got to him like three or four times that game. Mm. Um, you, say, you say Justin Fields is better than C.J. Stroud. I feel like Justin Fields is. Damn. Justin Fields never lost to Michigan. Aha. Justin Fields never lost hey, to Michigan. You're Justin right. Fields beat Clemson. Now, you're I right. will say, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah, uh, well, yeah. I, I don't know what to say yet on that one. That's a good one. I don't know what to say yet on the Justin Fields versus Style one because yeah, obviously that's a big that's a big focus for y'all. That Ohio State game. See, I think for me, I know you guys are focused on Ohio State this year. I've sensed it over our last few podcasts. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I think we need one more year, you guys. I've been I agree. I've been that believer who thinks we have a chance, and I've been heartbroken. Like I went to the game last year, I didn't even make it through the door because we were blown out in the first. I was supposed to go in eventually, but I didn't even make it in because we were. It was over that quick. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know, I, I think we need one more year. I think we could keep it closer this year, but I think we need one more year till I'm really like, okay, like let's, let's get to Ohio state. Let's really, let's really talk about being Ohio state. Like this year, I'm kind of like, let's just keep it close. Let's see who we got. Can I'm we getting annoyed that they year? make the game early in the year. That might be good for us though. Like I'd rather play Ohio state early than Ohio state week eight, week, week eight, week nine, you know, cause Ohio state earlier is a lot more like lax and clueless than they are when they're like at the end of the year, they know who they are. And they're on a war path, like when, especially if they lose, they're like we're winning every game on out. So I'd rather I don't, see I don't, I don't. Well, here's the way I see it: we all know that the way to get to the Big Ten title game is through Ohio State. Yes, the way to get at least through the East is to get through Ohio State. Yeah. So I feel like if we lose that game early, it's like, damn, is our season like done? I mean, I know we still got the rest yeah. of the rest of the year to go on, and like we're not getting, a, we're probably more than likely not getting a playoff berth. But I mean, we're right. getting an NY six bowl, which is still good. But. I mean, it's just, I don't know. That's why I'd rather it be at the end of the year and or like, not you know, or closer to the end of the year, I should say. I'm all about best chance and like best chance opportunity. So, like, our best chance is to play them without an identity. Like, yes. my worst fear would have been, and I get what you're saying about let's just play it late and let's call it the championship, kind of like the SEC. Like, Georgia plays Alabama late in the year, and that's that's pretty much the SEC passageway or whatever, and even though they play each other again and whatever. But, like, I, w- I would rather play at Ohio State when we don't get to play them twice. Like, it's not like we can lose to them once and then you, you could see them again later. It's like you lose to Ohio State once, your season is essentially done unless they lose. You're on their time. I'd rather have a chance to play them at their absolute 
lowest and their best, our best chance to win is when they have no identity. They don't know who their cornerbacks are, their linebacker. They really don't have a good linebacker this year that's known. I'd rather play them when they're scrambled up like that to where they're trying to fix stuff and we catch them to where they're like, you know, we're the Oregon. I want us to be the Oregon. We're like, damn, we lost one bad game early. You know, Buckeye fans make that excuse. We didn't know who we were. You know, the Buckeye excuse. We didn't have anybody, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We had this and that. I'd rather be us win that game and let them make excuses than us play them late to win. And Trevon Henderson's balling. CJ Stroud's comfortable. They found their third receiver because they have a lot of guys at receiver. They're going to find somebody that's going to work, you know? No, absolutely. Of course they're so going to like, yeah, when They don't find their guy. Like when, when I'd rather play them early when it's just CJ Stroud, Trayvon Henderson, who I don't think is that good. I don't think I've seen it. I don't think he's that Yeah, high. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not I'm not on, I'm not on Travion like, uh, like I was JK and, uh, Zeke yeah. and, uh, nice. Yep. And, uh, yeah. all the others that have come out of there. I'd rather play them early. Cause that gives us a, a, the biggest chance to win with this, with our Michigan state team this year, how young we are, our only chance mm-hmm. to really get them and catch them slipping is early next year. But I'll tell you what, though. Here, here. Even if you, um, you know, even if you think we've got a zero percent chance of winning that game, uh, it's not going to be the same as it was last year. I hope it better <laughs> not be. It's not going it to be. It's not going to be no fifty bomb on us like that. Not on our heads with that. It's not going to be fifty six unless we're putting up fifty five. It's not gonna. Not it's not gonna be that. But with the with the with the recruits that we've got in the secondary now, and things have been changed up, and all those guys are pretty much gone that were there before, outside of uh, Xavier Henderson, which I thought Xavier Henderson was never really the problem. He I wasn't. just really feel like it. I really feel like it was just the corners. Yeah, the corners were just literally getting beat every play. Every play they were getting beat. Yeah. So the quarterback, play. the quarterbacks were never feeling pressure because they could get rid of the ball in three seconds. But at the end of the day, hey, that's what I wanted to see. Is, is that a talent thing or is that a scheme thing? Because you can't you can't really think that um you know we had an issue with the whole four two five. I hate it. And, yep. and you know, but you have five, but this is which is what it really comes down. You have five secondary players and you're getting torched. Mm-hmm. That is a problem for me. And Joel Clatt had a good thing with Scott Hazleton's defense, like I forget what game he broke it down, but he was like, Michigan State's giving up just so many yards, and here's why. And he showed our gaps for how far our safeties play a part. I don't know what game it was, but he showed like the last five. He was like, the game, the five games before this, these quarterbacks all put up 300 plus yards, and here's why. Our safeties are, there's so much gaps in the middle of the field where they could just be like, cross, cross right here. Like, we got a safety up high and our cornerback's low or something, where it's like the gaps were just so dramatic. I'm like, it's our scheme. Like, I don't yeah, know why. I don't know what it is, but like we got faster linebackers now, though, too. So maybe our scheme's gonna, our, our players will fit the scheme, like Urban always says, you know, let your players fit the scheme, not the scheme fit the players. So I don't know. We'll see. Like, okay. Well, I'm, I'm like curious. I said, I'm just, I'm confident in Mel Tucker, the fact that he's gonna take over the secondary. That lets me know that he wants to address the problem and make sure that we don't have a whole nother uh, college football season where we're dead last in secondary. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's good. That's good. He was a secondary guy in Wisconsin when he played. So, Hell, he knows what to do. So I mean, hell, I'm 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 all aboard Mel Tucker coaching the uh, secondary. Absolutely, and helping helping Barnett out. You know, and just saying, hey man, you know, I just you know, I'm gonna be another voice in this you know, in this team meetings. You know, mm-hmm. so yep. it's necessary. It's necessary, and you're right. If if it is, it's the safeties. They need to come down a little bit more and just protect the middle of the of the field. And once they do that. You know, we'll see what the uh, what the quarterbacks can do. I mean, I, I'm looking for more interceptions this season. That's for damn sure. 
I know we're going on a little bit along on this topic, but just one more thing I want to put in there. It's not mm-hmm. that I'm expecting the corners to like have every single play locked down. Right. Not expecting that, but I am expecting at least 40% of the plays to not, instead of freaking only having maybe 10 to 15% of the plays where they're actually playing legitimate defense in the secondary, I'm looking for at least 40%. Okay. At least give us somewhat of an improvement, and that way, like it gives them more confidence. Like, yeah, I can hang with these people. I can hang with these receivers that I'm guarding or whatnot. I just don't want to see any more freaking sixty, seventy yard bombs every other freaking pass play going over our head. Right. That's what I don't want to see. Yep, I agree. I don't want to see that anymore either. That's for sure. So, you got any anything else? No, except for I'm so excited for football, and obviously you guys' eyes are on that Buckeye game. Like that's a that's a measuring stick for y'all. So I mean, it is. It is very next year. The Ohio State's a measuring stick game. Looks like we all agreed on that. That got us into a tailspin of talk, which I like. I mean, we got the we got to the topic of what we wanted to get to. Ohio State's our measuring stick. It's you know, hey, I'm just excited for the year. Well, hopefully all of our questions get answered. You know, cornerbacks, all of it. You know, week one's gonna tell a lot. You will. Well, yeah. <laughs> I say I think the Wisconsin game is going to tell us a lot. Not yeah, the Wisconsin, but the Washington game. Yeah, the, the Washington, Washington game will tell us a lot. Washington these these first two wide. games are, are going to be uh, – we, we should wipe the floor with uh, Western and Akron. Mm-hmm. But if they get that, 200 yards passing, I'm worried. Oh, dude, you're, oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we should, actually, we should definitely get to the quarterback a lot more this season. So – um, you know, they shouldn't. Our secondary should definitely be improved. And that's what we're going to watch. We're going to see. We're going to look for. We know what the we, offense is going to do. Do we have a running game? I think we are. I think we, we like will. Five running backs. One of them's got to click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somebody, I think two of them. I think homeboy from Wisconsin and homeboy from the Pac-12 are going to be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Those I think are they're going to be a one-two combo. I mean, obviously, we got Jaden Reed back as a receiver. Um, mm. Trey yeah, Mosley. Coleman. Yep. Coleman. Trey Mosley's back. Um Hella tight end. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the, the, the tight end from Illinois. I'm really excited to see. He's the one I'm gonna really going to be paying attention to because I want to know what made Mel Tucker go get him. Him and right. Carl are about to be dirty together. Oh, my God. I just want to yeah. know what – I really want to know what made Mel Tucker go get him and what stood out. I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping he can do something. I mean, I'm looking forward to any one of the tight ends to do something like – Oh, yeah, we definitely – We needed that so bad. We need that so bad for our offense. We need that so bad, so – I'm just Hopefully excited for it all. We get to see it so soon. So I yes, yeah, oh, yeah. This, weeks. this is it, man. This is it. We're gonna get. This, we're gonna. We're definitely gonna uh, turn up the turn up the volume on this podcast. That's for damn sure. The closer and closer it gets to uh, opening the season up, we, we're definitely going to be dropping a lot more. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody that, that that's out there in Twitter and MS MSU Twitter land uh, for retweeting this uh, retweeting our uh, podcast. Thank for listening you. to it, shouting us out. Uh, we're definitely going to get some more people on this podcast. Let's just, just get that. Let me just state that right now. I think the next podcast we will have a special guest on. Yes, for sure. So we're going to look forward to doing a lot more of that uh, this season. Um, so um, we're just looking forward to to you know our growth as a podcast. I'm really looking forward to that. And I thank you guys for the support again. I just want to jump in and say thank you guys because you know we started this years ago. Yeah, you know, you guys kept us going, so we appreciate you guys so much. Spartan Nation, you guys are the best, and we appreciate you guys. And let your voice be heard. Hop on, don't be afraid to ask to jump on. Yep. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and supporting. Yes, thank you so much, and uh, go green and go, go white. white.